Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about none other than the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Cullen. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Samuel, doing well, buddy. How are you? It's the weekend. It's good stuff, good times. How are you? Uh, we made it. It is the weekend. <laughs> we've uh, we've made it to yet. It's actually sunny out here in California. It has been record rain for gosh i don't know the entire year but it's actually in the 80s now getting into the 90s this weekend looking forward to jumping in the pool and uh doing my pulling my porpoise out uh in the pool so is that what you do you pull your porpoise out in the pool i'm gonna pull my porpoise out in the pool and party like it's picnic patrick party (laughs) mode i don't know just letting you finish that one yeah yeah (laughs) i I guess same (laughs) you you finish in the pool too uh so (laughs) Just <laughs> another name for flogging the dolphin. Well, no, you're gross. That's gross. But flogging the dolphin. Speaking of which, we are talking about teams that are going to try to flog the dolphin all season long here, Chris, because the schedule has been released. Yes. The Miami Dolphins uh, creatively on social media, I might say, um, said it was going to be a movie. The season was going to be a movie. And of course, that was the theme. If you haven't seen it, go on the Dolphins Twitter and check out their I don't know, three-minute, four-minute movie. Did you check that out, Chris? Did you see how they... It was they, great. Uh, it was fantastic. It was much better. Than, I don't remember what they did last year, but I remember it was not up to snuff with what everyone else had been doing in terms of the other team's social media. So kudos to the Miami Dolphins for stepping their game up. I've seen quite a few of the different team releases this year in terms of schedules. Uh, Miami's is, in my opinion, the second best one that I've seen. What was the first? The Tennessee Titans, by far are not going to win any games or a lot of a lot of games this year. They had the best schedule release I have ever seen. It is <laughs> at Chris, it's taken over. It's it's gone viral. It's not even necessarily an NFL meme. It's just a meme. If you if you're looking really? around and you see weird names, like you're going to hear references to the Atlanta Florida Dolphins. Um that's because of the Tennessee Titans. You're going to hear references to the uh was the Red Stallions. That's because of the Tennessee Titans. Okay. You're going to see if you go on go on social media right now and just look type in like Atlanta, Florida Dolphins, and you will see all kinds of references. It has to do with the Tennessee Titans schedule release, and it was 100 percent the best one I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that, but uh th- sounds good. Well, if you haven't seen it, I, I, I name, haven't. I will I will look it up. I've been essentially the what one. they did is they went around on Broadway Street, which is the main drag in Nashville, Tennessee. I was just there last I week. I was just there like I two was, weeks ago. Oh, weird. So you know Broadway then. So they walked around there in front of the Bridgestone Arena, and um, they basically revealed the logo of the teams that they would be facing to Nashvillians who don't really follow football and just said, do you know who this is? And they had to guess based on the just the video or photo evidence in front of them, and hilarity ensued. It was fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were just in Nashville on Broadway Street. Uh, it's actually funny. We were going to Hattie B's to get um, Nashville hot chicken. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wow, this Broadway fucking sucks. Like, there's like three places. No. And uh, we're like, 
well, it's where Hattie B's was. This well, Hattie B's how... is right past Bridgestone. You got to go across the street, right. Chris. So, yeah. so I get in the car. I'm like, wow. I was like, literally, like Dumb and Dumber's. Like, man, the, the Rockies aren't very rocky. Yeah, that John Denver is full of shit. Like, I was just like, what is with Nashville? It doesn't seem cool at all. So then I get in my car and I put in the GPS to the um, uh, Johnny Cash Museum, and it's I went like, there. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm two miles away. I was off the beaten path, so to speak, at Hattie B's and didn't actually see the real good Nashville no. um, until, you know, you know, I've heard the stories and whatnot from the Kid Rock Bar and things like that. That's that's exactly where I was last Friday night. I was at the Kid Rock Bar. It was fantastic. Yeah. And I found out a honky tonk is not just like a country song. Like it no. literally is like a place where you go drink and there's country music. Yep. I did. I was that day old when I found that out. So being you, from South Florida, there's not a lot of honky tonks. And you smash a Coors Light bottle over everybody's head. It used to be a Bud Light bottle, but you can't find Bud Light in downtown Nashville <laughs> anymore. But what you can find in downtown Nashville, which I thought was hilarious, and we will get to the topic at hand here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is you can find. I just sent you a video of me getting into a speakeasy, and it was fantastic. You uh, you go into like a London style phone booth, and you if you have the code, you dial the phone on the on the phone. And then the back wall opens up and it opened up into this fantastic, like rich mahogany cigar bar, whiskey bar. It was great. Is I just this the place the like uh, in the alley next to the Johnny Cash Museum? No, there was, oh, okay. um, that was just a hobo in a chair. But uh, <laughs> no, this, this was, uh, this is, it's actually, if you're at Hattie B's, like if you're looking at the front of Hattie B's and you turn around and walk maybe like another block down and around the corner, um, it's there. So it's kind of like in the part that doesn't have a lot going on. It just looks like an abandoned building. Oh, shit. Actually, I was right there. There's like a slider bar there we're at. Yep. Yep. So there's a, there's a couple of them there that I'll, uh, I'll point out. I'm, I'm big on the old speakeasies there. But uh, speaking of big, I am also big on Bet Online, ladies and gentlemen. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. That's right. Basketball on a football program, ladies and gentlemen. Get the latest odds lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. And uh, I believe the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers, our two teams respectively, are still in it, Chris, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Bet Online is always your sports information headquarters this season as we got you covered for all sports wagering needs, basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options in your favorite casino and card games you, you can play right from your home. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device and get in on the action. Be sure to use our code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Speaking of games, Chris, we now know when and where and how the Miami Dolphins will be playing their games in the 2023 season. Are you ready to break this down? The drunken podcast of Perfectville people. Mr. Christopher Cullen, Dr. Christopher Cullen, and Mr. Sam Marku. We're drinking a couple beers. We're having a good time. And we're going to just deconstruct this entire catalog or catalog. Uh, we're going to deconstruct this entire schedule, uh, not in the traditional sense, because I think at this point, Chris, I think you, as well as as, as uh, myself, know everyone knows who the Miami right. Dolphins are playing. They have the internet. They're listening to this. They can probably pull it up on their phone and look and see who exactly the Miami Dolphins are playing week one through week 18. So we're not going to waste anybody's time doing that. In fact, we'll talk about, you know, we'll just waste time about Broadway and Nashville instead. But for the sake of the uninitiated, if they're getting their news from this podcast weekly, like they always do, then, and only then, I think quickly, we should probably at least run down the schedule as quickly as we possibly can. So people at least are oriented with what's going on. So Chris, I'm going to give you the floor, but I have a request. I say, don't just read 
No, don't just read the schedule. I want you to sing the schedule. Hmm. I want you to get them pipes going, them vocal cords warmed up, and I want you to belt out whatever tune you want or make one up. I don't fucking care. And sure. sing to the world, to the masses, to the citizens of Perfectville, this beautiful schedule with your beautiful voice. Let's hear it, Chris. Let's uh, let's put some tunes to these games. What's yeah, going got, on for the microphone? The schedule is exciting, Sam, uh, every time it's released. So I figured... Uh, and I'm glad you made this request because I do have a pretty phenomenal voice. So, and, and our fans deserve it. So they deserve a really cool, different way of finding out their schedule and listening to Perfect Bill. They know we're anything but normal. So I'm going to get started. <clears throat> the Dolphins schedule is out and it is a low. We start the first two games on the road. If you're a Chargers fan, you're a pervert. Because our quarterback sucks and his name is Herbert. We play the Chargers week one and not the Patriots next. It's a national game. I wonder what's next. We play at home with Russell Wilson. He's not as good as Tunga Lavailoa. Then we're at the Bills starting the autumn season of October. Hey, did you see Josh Allen hitting home runs in softball? Well, guess what? That should be his next job because he'll be retired by Jalen Phillips when he takes out his knee. Then we got the Giants coming to Miami like the Snowbirds from New York, New Jersey, or the Northeast. Then we play my hated team, the Carolina Panthers. Man, what a dream to beat the shit out of the panthers so chris can talk shit to all the locals around him but don't look past the panthers the next week we're in philly gino sucks and santa claus too that's a really overblown story we play the Eagles I've got so far patriots are dolphins here's another victory Guess what? What? Let's have a Stein. We're going to Germany and it will be fine. We're playing a home game for the Chiefs. No arrowhead. We have to worry about oh, that didn't rhyme. <laughs> then Las Vegas is in Miami. We are then playing Black Friday randomly during the day and I work. So that really fucking sucks. Then we play Sun Valley Sam Howe. He's been December. Wow. Wow. Then Monday night, Tannehill's back. Him and Derrick Henry trying to bring us that sack. But here we come. Speaking of sacks, Bradley Chubb has got a big one. It's chubby. <laughs> then the Jets are the Dolphins around Christmas time. Speaking of Christmas Eve, the Cowboys are fine. They're coming to town to play the Dolphins in what? We've got Lamar Jackson coming up the butt <laughs> because the last game after that is a home game to be determined in Miami against the Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, goodbye for was... perfect though. There's nothing we can do to top that. That that actually topped the Tennessee Titans schedule release right there. I uh there I'm was, so red. That was, it was uh, so improvised. I tried to be so good. Just so everyone knows. This was not planned. <laughs> Something I asked Chris, you heard it, and he just decided to go with it. 
Um, a couple of things about this that I think people need to understand. At some point, you said Las Vegas is in Miami, which I can only imagine the mayhem if Las Vegas, the city, was actually inside the city of Miami. That would be uh, incredible. Um, something about uh, Deshaun. No, not Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry. Lamar Jackson in the butt. Uh, but we don't play the Browns, so it makes yeah. sense, I guess. I'm trying to, I, I meant that by like bringing it in the rear, like the yes. last couple of games. Yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> it, yeah. it, he came it in was, their butts instead. It was good. It, I, I enjoyed that when you rhymed next with next week, too. That was good, too. <laughs> uh, no, man, really well done. So there it is. There's the schedule. Uh, all the games that the Miami Dolphins are playing. Uh, let's get into it here, Chris, beyond uh, what you just did. I don't know how we're going to top that, but we're just going to ride the wave for as long as we possibly can. So. The Miami Dolphins play eight games this year against playoff teams from last year. <laughs> eight games. So you're, you're we're playing the Buffalo Bills twice. Of course, we're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions. We play the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending NFC champions. Uh, you have the Los Angeles Chargers week one. Of course, you have the Giants. They were also a New York Giants. They were a playoff team. The Dallas Cowboys were a playoff team. Uh, I know I'm missing somebody in there, and I cannot remember who it is. But we have eight games against playoff teams last year. We have the third hardest strength of schedule, or fifth, depending on who you talk to. But anyway, it's a top five strength of schedule schedule for the Miami Dolphins in 2023. What are your thoughts looking at this and seeing so many good teams from last year? And in some cases, like the Kansas City Chiefs, probably even better somehow this year. Uh, what are your thoughts when you look at it from that perspective? Half your games against playoff teams last year. Yeah, part of me is like, you know, why can't we get a couple cupcakes? Uh, our team's finally pretty loaded, like pretty good. But then the other part of me is like, I'm so sick of this false narrative of us getting excited at the end of the year as we sneak into the playoffs and we play an actual good team and they're like, just push our shit in. Fuck it. Let's go play these motherfuckers see who the best team is and we'll be ready for it when we go to the playoffs because there isn't a harder team that we've played than the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year, um, multiple other playoff teams from the NFC and AFC and emerging teams like the Jets and and, and Patriots um, that we had to play twice a year too. Tough division, tough conference. I mean, we're, we're not going to get away with an easy schedule. It's not going to be possible playing the AFC um, and it's more specifically the AFC East. So a nothing I can do about it. And B um, yeah, it's a test. If we're going to be a good team, we got to play good teams and beat them. So let's see what the fuck we got. Yeah, the, the Baltimore Ravens are the other playoff team that I forgot uh, yeah. in that eight games there. So eight games, you have two against the bills, one against Baltimore, Dallas. Uh, you also have Kansas city in Germany. You have the Eagles on Sunday night football, the New York giants, uh, and, and of course the chargers week one. Um, something else that I want to bring up. So yeah, I agree with you. It, it, you're going to be battle tested. And if I look at the schedule, actually our road games are completely different than our home games. If you look at our road games, at least in terms of strength of schedule, it's actually fairly easy for the Miami Dolphins based on last year's record, but our home games are brutal in many, many ways, Chris. So it's interesting to see how this actually shakes out. And the Miami Dolphins are actually a much better home game, home team than they are an away team, historically speaking. So that kind of works to our advantage in, in right. many, many ways there. Um, the other aspect I wanted to talk about, the Miami Dolphins are the third. Oh, by the way, the AFC East in general, we're talking about the Miami Dolphins, the AFC East, all four teams are top five hardest strength of schedule. So it's going to be a bitch to get through the AFC East. So you talk about battle tested, you talk about road warriors. 
anybody who's coming out of the AFC East, if they're still in one piece once the playoffs come, are probably going to be a very tough out for whoever they play in the playoffs. So keep that in mind. Bills fans, Jets fans, Patriots fans, and of course, Miami Dolphins. Uh, so we talked about the hardness of the schedule. Eight playoff games, essentially. They're also going to be a team that has the third most miles racked up in the entire league, Chris. Only the Seattle Seahawks and San Francisco 49ers will be traveling more miles than the Miami Dolphins this season. This seems like an annual occurrence, and part of it has to do with just where you are. You're in Miami, so everywhere's a long flight just about. But in this case, we, of course, are going to Kansas City by way of Germany. And, of course, you have a West Coast game. And, of course, all of our opponents in the AFC East are up the coast, but still quite a ways away. Uh, what say you for the Miami Dolphins being travel Dolphins this season yet again? Yeah, it's tough to just literally opening the season. You're flying to Los Angeles week one for a 425 kickoff, which is like a seven o'clock, 730 feel like kickoff for um well, I guess that's Eastern. Yeah. So it is like a one o'clock game. Sorry. Uh, so we're in Los Angeles. And then the next week, we're flying to New England for Sunday night football. So the crowd's insane. Um, we lose that. Uh, I, I like the home games early with our uh, division opponents for that heat factor and stuff. So we're playing at New England instead at night. Um, I guess that's one cold game we can cross off, which is good because it will not be in September. But, man, yeah, that's a lot of traveling. You're going all the way to L.A., then to Northeast, and then you're home Broncos, and you're at the Bills. I mean, it's just like that is a – it's a brutal stretch. Like, we're like home Giants, home Panthers, at Eagles, which is always tough to play in the Lincoln Financial Field. We uh, host the Patriots. Obviously, we're going to get in all these. But, yeah, Germany, the traveling is brutal. But my thing is this is where Mike McDaniel in year two has to have a plan. Uh, has to be smart about his decision makings as far as curfews, when guys have days off, things like that, because it, it's pretty rough. But let's not, I don't know, let I, I don't want to overblow traveling. I mean, I know it's rough, but I mean, these are professional athletes, so they're on a chartered flight, uh, they're relaxing, they're eating, they're dining, whatever, and drinking. Uh, I, I know it's difficult. But everybody has to do it. It, it. We're probably further along, third further by a couple hundred miles, and it's pretty close. I mean, I'm not sure, but you, well, you give me the numbers. Take a look at this. So it's 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 the coastal teams that are always going to be traveling more just because of who they are. I'm pretty sure Seattle's at the top just about every single season right. because they're just so far up there. So Seattle is number one, 31,600 miles. San Francisco 49ers are second, 29,958 miles. The Dolphins are third, 27,110 miles. The Rams are fourth, 26,332. The Chargers are fifth, 26,102. Now, here's the difference. This is what I think is key. They're all relatively within there, right? I mean, there's a couple thousand miles difference between those top five. The Seahawks are going to be traveling across 36 time zones and playing. That's how it is part of their travel. The Niners, 36 time zones. The Rams, 34 time zones. The Chargers, 30 time zones. If you wanted to get even further down there, the Baltimore Ravens, 28 time zones. Arizona Cardinals, 26 time zones. Chiefs, 30 time zones. The Dolphins, third most miles traveled, 18 time zones. Wow. So they're flying up and down the, the, the same coast that they're playing. And so keep that in mind. It's a lot of miles, but the time changes. Are kind that's of a bit. That's where it gets you. Yeah, exactly. So this is actually not as bad as it really looks, in my opinion, because they're staying on the East Coast for a lot of this travel. 
I think in and actually I think I, I looked it up. The Detroit Lions only traveling thirteen thousand nine hundred twenty three miles, only eight time zones. So the Detroit Lions, everybody's high on them right now, and their schedule, at least from a travel perspective, looks pretty damn good. And oh, by the way, that that division they play in is hot garbage. So the Detroit Lions better go. Mm, they better go playoffs, or else uh, I think everybody in that building is probably getting fired. So <laughs> a lot of miles against a lot of strong teams. So the Miami Dolphins are going to have themselves a season to remember hopefully because if they come out of this with a winning record on the other side and we'll get into predictions a little bit later here chris i think they're going to be a super bowl contender i'll leave it at that if they come out of this healthy and they're going to come out of this with a winning record nobody's going to want to see them in the playoffs i think the exciting thing about the dolphins regardless of schedule um is i feel like the team believes the hype and not in a cocky way where they're going to get in trouble but uh, usually it's been like overhyped and people are like, eh, are they that good? Is Sean, you know, is Salisbury really talking up the Dolphins and it's true and one injury or something like that and the whole team crumbles. This team, I feel like for real, like here's it and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're like, we're hot shit. You should be worried about playing against us and we are going to be in contention and it's not in a cocky way. It's in a, I believe in myself way and they should. I mean, if you yeah. actually look at the the pieces we got, this is the second draft in a row saying we didn't have a first round pick. And you and I both are normally like huge proponents of the draft. Like, oh my God, we're adding new dolphins. This year, I felt like it was BPA, and we're just like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, like he might fit in. Like, <laughs> I'm excited about who we're rolling with already. So, and then yeah. that's that's the cool thing about this season. It's gonna be tough. But you know what? Every single game, every single one on that schedule, Sam, I don't think it's wrong to go into that each game thinking we have a chance to win. No, and I and I think that's a good spot to be in that the Miami Dolphins, I don't think, and you know, of course, once the games start, anything can happen, but I don't think right now, if you look at any of these games, it looks like a natural blowout for the other team uh, against the Miami Dolphins. They're not going to be an easy out, so to speak. Um, speaking of which, nine home games this year. It is an odd calendar year in terms of uh, 2023, which means the AFC gets an extra home game. So we have nine home games, and I want to point this out, to end the season. Yes, we lose some of those September, sweet September home games against the Bills and Jets and Patriots that we love so much. But at the end of the season, starting from week 14 through week 18, so five-game stretch, four of those games are at home, Chris. We have four of our last five, only one travel date up to the Baltimore Ravens week 17. The rest are the Titans at home, the Jets at home, the Cowboys at home, and the Bills to end the season at home. What do you make of that stretch? Four out of five at home in Miami, where the Miami Dolphins typically play much better than on the road. Absolutely huge, uh, especially considering we're hoping to be gauging for the playoffs around that time. So having home field advantage, having the crowd, you know our crowd. I'm speaking right to you guys, you Miami Dolphins, South Florida fans. When we're good, you guys fill the place and you're loud. Um, and, and I have no misconception that that's not going to happen again. I mean, you talk about Tannehill and the Dolphins coming in to start that five-game stretch that you mentioned, Monday night football. I mean, the crowd is going to be insane. Uh, then you got the Jets coming to town with Aaron Rodgers, um, both possibly aiming for a wild card spot or the division. Um, then the Cowboys <laughs> come into town. I mean, like that's just... Uh, Christmas Eve for which is interesting, a 425 game on the East Coast. Uh, that's exciting. Then at Ravens, uh, on New Year's Eve, and then yeah, Bills to be determined that you know why they have that there. You absolutely know why because this could be a flex game into 
you know, Sunday night football or something like that, because it's might be for something might be for the division. You have no idea, but it's in Miami and that's a big deal. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because that was going to be the next point as we deconstruct this schedule. So we've talked about the strength of the schedule. We've talked about the amount of miles that the Miami Dolphins are traveling and the time zones they're going to. We've talked about how this is broken out with regards to home games versus away games, but we haven't touched on the fact that the Miami Dolphins are now back in the good graces of the national media, ladies and gentlemen, for seven years on this program, Christopher Cullen and myself, Dr. Cullen, excuse me, sorry for the disrespect have been bitching and complaining and rightfully so that this media and the NFL in general doesn't give the Miami Dolphins a lot of respect. And then every single time we do that, Miami Dolphins pull out their porpoises and splatter loser juice all (laughs) over the place and make us look stupid because they end up losing every time they do get a primetime game or a nationally televised game. Not the case this season, Chris, we have five, a minimum of five nationally televised games. We have the Patriots week two Sunday night football, the Eagles, Week 7, Sunday Night Football. The Chiefs in Germany, Week 9. We have the Jets on Black Friday. Not necessarily considered a primetime or a national game, but it will be. And, of course, you have the Titans on Monday Night Football. That's five. We have two on Sunday Night Football, one in Germany, one on Black Friday, the first ever, by the way. And then, of course, so you fucking have the weird. <laughs> what And then, of course, shit. you have the Bills that could be flexed. And then you have that, that Cowboys game on Christmas Eve that's going to be like a marquee matchup in the afternoon. So really, it's five, but it's up to like seven. Like half of these games that the Miami Dolphins are playing this season, Chris, are going to be nationally televised on some level. It's a high-profile team right now. Well, yeah, it should be. I mean, you've you, you got two receivers that are just have taken the league by, by storm. Uh, with thousands and thousands of yards receiving and touchdowns and celebrations of the waddle and the peace sign and Tua having a great year uh, outside of the injuries. Uh, McDaniel actually like kind of apologizing for not running enough. And we still were an explosive offense. The only big hindrance a other than Tua's injuries were our defense. And that seems to be, you know, cleared, cleared up with Vangio and, and Jalen Ramsey and, our draft pick of Cam Smith. So like, this is a lot of really good things. There's there's a lot of good reasons why this team should be on national TV. And it's not because we're biased. It's because people want to watch us play. We're exciting. We're thrilling. No games ever over with this offense. And uh, there's a lot of big names. So we've done a really good job. And not to mention a quick little shout out. Our fucking head coach is cool as shit. Everybody wants to see this dude on fucking TV with his goddamn aviators and hitting a vape and, you know, chilling on the sideline, calling plays, man. It's 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 riveting stuff. It's what people want to see. And speaking of which, did you see the Chargers schedule release where yeah. they had Mike McDaniel hitting the vape and they had hitting two the vape anime? <laughs> I and, didn't say two and nine. I oh didn't yeah, see that. so they uh, it's it's the very first thing because it's week one. Go back and watch it; you'll see it. But uh, they uh, they show like whatever the anime character is, and he's and he's surrounded by all these TVs. And if you look on the screens of the TVs, it's the two and on. Uh, logo of everything so uh they're very much in tune with what's going on with twitter and everything else and uh by the way the wor- the award for the worst schedule release goes to the jets of course it does it was the worst dog shit schedule release thing i've ever seen shame on you jets media i don't know what's going on over there but uh very jet they're like week one we have aaron Rodgers. that's week two, basically we what have aaron Rodgers. They, week they three, little, we still have Aaron Rodgers. They had their players who nobody knows who they are outside of Jets because like they, they weren't even wearing like their uniform. And they had a literally a white piece of paper and they would just turn it over and it would reveal who they're playing. It was like the logo of the you know the Giants and the Cowboys and everything. I was oh like, boy. It's so boring. 
That's so like when you do a uh, you do a project and you're like, I worked I worked decently hard on this, but not like too hard. But I think I did pretty decent. And you get there and everybody's doing their project. You're like, fuck. Yeah. I kid built a fucking go kart. Like I, I just <laughs> I have like popsicle sticks airplane. And you get up and you're like, I thought this was good. Like that's a, the media department for the Jets. And shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars who put on a damn TV show like a like the office for their schedule release. Except they didn't release the schedule in the show. They just wrote like a TV show that had all of their players in it and their coaches and like previous players. And then at the end, just a real graphic. Like, oh yeah, by the way, here's all the people we play. But it was fantastic. <laughs> they took the approach, Chris, of um, remember when uh, former Miami Dolphin, Arian Foster said that the entire league was scripted. Yes. So the Jaguars, very funny. It was very cleverly done. Basically said, he's right. It's scripted. I'm the head writer for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, oh. I took over last year. Prior to that, it was more of a comedy writer. It didn't really work for our fan base. But now we're taking this a little more seriously. And he went through how they do everything. Like, hey, I'm going to need you to uh, get Jerry Jones on the phone. I have a good ending for this for this uh, game. Hey, Jerry, we're going to have this game end with Dak Prescott throwing an interception to one of our guys. But we need him to bounce it off of his own player's helmet first. Can he make that throw? Oh, no, he can't. All right, that's okay. We'll CGI it in. Don't worry about it. Like, it was fantastic. And of course, they show the highlight clip from last year where that's exactly what happened. So it was fantastic by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, but, you know, you do have to release the schedule. And they just put like a real shitty graphic at the end of this movie <laughs> that they did to send it out. Oh, by the way, here's where we play. But it was really I mean, well let's be real. Their fans knew anyway. All the leaks come out and and all that. At least they, entertain, they were yeah. entertaining. So that's yeah, good. It was. And they, and they reached out to old players of theirs and they came back too. And it was fun. Really, really good stuff. So, all right, uh, let's put that aside. So one of the things about these primetime games though, that I do want to point out, which is kind of interesting, we're having at least five nationally televised games. I shouldn't say primetime, nationally televised. Most of them are away games, Chris. At New England, week two, Sunday night football. At Philadelphia, week seven, Sunday night football. At Kansas City in Germany, week nine. At New York on Black Friday. And of course, we do have the Titans home Monday night football game. So what what do you make of that, if anything, that our primetime games are the Miami Dolphins on the road? Yeah, I'm glad they're not Thursday. <laughs> but, I mean, Fair historically, enough. away teams on Thursday night football are just very, very, very bad. Very bad chance of winning. Um, Friday's kind of rough, especially with the holiday uh, prior. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's cool that we're like the, the 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 guests of like these big teams, like the Super Bowl teams. Uh, that are having um, national games and we're, we're that team that they want to bring in. So it's pretty neat. Um, honestly, with the majority of the games being at home, you can kind of chalk up a couple of those if it is uh, a loss to you know being national TV, primetime, stuff like that. But um, it is interesting. It is very interesting. Let's just hope we have some home playoff games and we can counter that. There you go. Now, uh, something else, and, and actually somebody brought up a comment like, oh, we got you know, we got gypped to Tyreek Hill in Kansas City, but you know, there's still an opportunity in January to see that reunion. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Kansas City's coming to Miami. What are you talking about? So uh, let me ask you this. You've seen the schedule. You sang it out to our audience, which was fantastic. What is the biggest disappointment when you look at this schedule? What's the one thing you're like, I can't believe the NFL robbed us of what? And what is that disappointment? That's a great question. I just think... Um... I don't know. I, I really think that usually a good team gets uh, like a little bit of a cupcake at the end. Someone that can kind of test their metal. That five game stretch looks to be pretty brutal. When you uh, talk about the Titans, Jets, Cowboys, Ravens and Bills at home. I mean, that is just like a brutal five game stretch for anybody to be successful in. So if we're fighting tooth and nail for a playoff spot, uh, we're going to definitely have to earn it. 
but I, I do think uh, it was, I, I do think it was separated pretty well. I mean, the home and aways, we got a good stretch of home games at the end, some away games in the beginning and uh, the great bye week at week 10. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, really, I, there's not a lot to complain about other than like that fucking murderer's row at the end, but what they're all home games. So like, there's a, there's a tit for tat for each. So I'm not really, I'm not really too upset about it. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where I go. Like, I think the biggest disappointment I have, there is two. I am a little bit disappointed that Tyreek isn't going to be in Kansas city. Cause I do think that would have been a great environment. But the flip side of that is you'd had, you were going to be the away team anyways. Yeah. We so don't now, have to play an arrowhead. Yeah. You've taken away the advantage of arrowhead in that loud ass stadium with those raucous ass fans. And you're going to have more dolphins fans in Germany than you would in Kansas city. So it almost like mitigates that in many ways. To me, I think when I look at the schedule, the one thing I do see is that we do have a lot of home games late, which means we don't have a lot of home games early. And there is an advantage for the Miami Dolphins early in September and early October. And you don't see any of the Miami Dolphins East opponents, the Patriots, the Bills, the Jets on the schedule at home early. So they did take that from us. And I do think that was a consideration because of what happened to the Buffalo Bills when they weren't ready for that humidity and heat last year. And I think they over, they're pussies, but they overcorrected and they, they took that away. And if that's the one thing I'm taking is that that is the disappointment. But on the flip side of that, you don't see a lot of cold weather games. Maybe that Baltimore game, week 17, but you're basically at home for December. <laughs> so like, you're not going to see those cold weather games happen either, which have no- notoriously ate us up year after year. So um, again, it's a tit for tat. So but to me, the biggest disappointment, not seeing AFC East opponents in Miami early in the season for you, it's seeing that stretch of hard games at the end of the year. Uh, as people are starting to get beat down. I mean, that's maybe where injuries happen when you got a team that just hits a little bit harder and is a little bit better of an opponent. What's the biggest surprise? What's the thing you look at and went, hell yeah, I did not expect that to happen, but let's go. I think it's the amount of uh, national TV games. I'm actually really excited, especially considering two of the five that we know of right now, there could be more two of the five are against teams in the Super Bowl. That's how they look at us. They want to match us up against Super Bowl, actual real life Super Bowl contenders. They were there and see how we match up. And and if the the fact that the NFL schedulers decided that was exciting enough to bring to the entire national audience means our team is doing the right thing and going in the right direction. And it's not just us, you know, blown smoke as fans, like we literally are in an exciting time right now where people want to watch our team play. And that I think that's the most exciting thing to see those big name teams with us on national TV. That's that's great stuff. Yeah. And and this is something that I didn't even realize. And I don't think I would have without the help of Travis Wingfield at the drive time podcast. He put this out there. Shout out to Travis. He went through and broke down the fact that the Miami Dolphins do not play one team this season coming off of a bye week. Wow. So think about that. In years past, there's been times where we've played four teams coming off a of bye week, meaning they're extra rested, extra ready for the Miami Dolphins who are coming off of yet you know, a, a, another war week after week after week. Not so this season. So we are traveling a lot. We do have a hard schedule. And uh, a lot of these teams, like those home field advantage, those things are going away. But we don't play one team that's going to have extra rest against us in terms of an actual bye week, Chris. And I think that is actually a big surprise. And that's something that can't be overstated. I mean, you might be catching um, a Kansas City Chiefs team week nine that has, you know, in a war the week before that. And now they got to fly to Germany and now they're tired and we may catch them. I think the Chiefs are better than the Dolphins overall, but who knows at that point, you know, you might catch somebody like that. So it's kind of interesting to me 
uh, to see how this schedule plays out for the Miami Dolphins with regards to rest. Those are things that people don't look at when they look at a schedule typically. So shout out to Travis for pointing that out. That was my biggest surprise. Yeah, absolutely. And the best part about this team is we saw it last year. We're never out of any game. So no matter what this year, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, man. Like this is probably <coughs> chalked up to being the most exciting season of our show's history yeah. going into it. I mean, we've been excited. We've been, I would probably admit, and you would too, maybe biased, fan bias. We're kind of juiced up and excited about the wrong things or something just we were hoping for perfect results when that just isn't feasible. Like we can actually lose a couple of guys here or there and still be good. Like this theme is fixed the defense. It's got Vic Vangio. We've got a quarterback on a rookie deal with just playmakers galore around them. Um, it's exciting stuff, man. This is the very first show of many leading into what bids to be a very exciting season. It also doesn't hurt that we have a head coach who's very media savvy and friendly and funny because we knew, I don't it. Just, we knew it going into it, man. It was awesome. I just, I still crack up over what he, when he called Devin a chain after he, uh, you know, they're getting ready to draft him. And his first thing he says to Devin you're is, fast. Hey, you're still fast, right? <laughs> like what kind of dumb, <laughs> like, and then Cam Smith, Hey, are you wearing your Gucci slip? <laughs> you wearing your Gucci slides? Like what? Like, where are you coming from? Like he's just but the players love that shit. I know, man. I know. No, like he, you know, what would you rather have? If a, a, a chain, if somebody going to call you, like, oh, how you doing? This is the head coach Mike McCarthy for the Cowboys. We're really looking forward to getting you in a training camp. Um, uh, really going to work hard, and we're really we're really proud of you. We hope to draft you. Hey man, you still fast? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, come on, yeah. coach. Yeah, I'm fast. And he's like, all right, you better be. You better show me in training camp. Like that's. That's yeah. the kind of coach you want to play for. And I said this since the beginning and, and he hasn't changed. That's the thing. He hasn't changed. That's who he is. And that's why he is where he is. And the players love playing for him. I mean, he like literally hasn't changed. I've seen him at multiple events, like heat games, and he's wearing the <laughs> same jumpsuit and knowing that he doesn't shower based on previous interviews. I'm like, I don't want to be the guy sitting next to Mike McDaniel. I mean, like, have you seen the heat in the playoffs? You, do, you shouldn't change. Well, but like you see how miserable Chris Greer looks sitting next to him the entire time. It's because <laughs> he smells like, you know, coach smelly over there. And he's just like not showering. He's not changing his clothes. It's just like Chris Greer's is like, give me another hat so I can put it over my face. We win the uh, first playoff game. Greer's just going to get him like a, a you know, cologne set of curve and like <laughs> axe body spray. So uh, let me let me ask you this, too, because I noticed during the draft this year that the coverage has wildly changed. It used to be every draft pick had some sort of sob story. Somebody somewhere died oh, of God. cancerous AIDS. You know, somebody jumped off a roof and landed directly on their tailbone and broke their ass or something. And then somehow they overcame. All those stories went away this year. Do you notice that? It was much more yeah. lighthearted. And I think that's a direct, direct um, uh, result of all of us going, can you just let us enjoy the moment. Like, do I have to cry after every fifth round draft pick that the Washington fucking commanders pick because something bad happened to him? Like, this is a good thing. Like, let him be happy. And fuck. I don't know if you noticed that. I did notice. And yeah. it's so noticeable because of how absolute fucking cringy they have been in the recent years. I mean, literally they're like, how do we fill this uh, 30 minutes of sports centers? Like, well, let's talk about, uh, future sixth round pick Luke Bryant. That is just a defensive tackle with one leg and testicular cancer yeah. with uh, an aller allergy to wheat and he can't eat bread. And it's just like the, you know, the, the B footage of like his Iowa town he grew up in. And the voiceover is like, imagine trying to gain weight and you can't eat carbs. 
That's what happened with Luke Bryant, defensive tackle for the Iowa Hawkeyes, who has no legs and fucking yeah. yeah, vaginal warts. Like it just <laughs> it, it had to be something so egregiously <laughs> ridiculous. Or be like, he was playing football in USC. Life was good until all his siblings died in a train wreck. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. It's six o'clock. I'm watching Sports Center. What the hell is this? Yeah, I was just waiting for them. Like, this person's dead, but he's still drafted. Like, it, it was getting to the ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, they did that this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shit, they did. Yeah, his name's Will Levis. Um, and then he came back in round two, but he died in round one. Uh, oh, you're no, right about the uh, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I know. The, right, no, right. The, no, the three guys from Pitt, they, they, the Dolphins were one of the teams. Gave him a jersey. Oh, yeah. I guess that's poor taste by me. Oh well, it's okay. Um, that's so, fine. It's been a while. It's been a, it's been three weeks. What are you talking about? I I record every day when you're not here. I just don't release them. Um, <laughs> the all right. Last couple of questions here. What is the game you're most looking forward to? What is the game you're least looking forward to? Oh man, that's a great question. What am I most looking forward to? Ah oh, man, you know I'm I'm gonna say it. Week one. Chargers, Herbert, yeah. Tua. Yeah. Let's get that out of the way in the in the beginning. It's the fir- and it, of course we're gonna be excited. It's the first game of the year. We're on the road. Everyone's healthy. Knock on wood. Hopefully, it, we'll be at our strongest. So will they? But I mean, I think we match up really well with that team, and I, I'm really looking forward to that. The the one I'm not looking forward to at all is God. That Black Friday game, man, yeah. it's just three o'clock in New Jersey, Aaron Rodgers at home. You know, the crowd's going to be stupid, ridiculous. I hate New Jersey. You and I both have watched a game there in just putrid upper deck nosebleed section of New Jersey. It's terrible. So just because it's the Jets, they're probably going to win and ruin my Thanksgiving. It's my wife's birthday a couple of days later. Like, I don't want to play the fucking Jets on national TV. Ugh. I understand that. I also don't like it because we typically do that MetLife takeover. And I do think this was strategically a place to try to mitigate the Miami Dolphins fans from showing up because it's the day after Thanksgiving. But uh, I have a feeling that most of our Miami fan base don't really give a fuck about their family that much. They'll probably go to the Miami Dolphins game in New York. Um to me, the game that I am looking forward to the most uh, outside of the traditional AFC East ones, I do like that KC matchup. I think that's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. I mean, anytime you can play against the defending Super Bowl champions and just see where you're at, I think it's going to be great. It would have been better in Kansas City from an atmospheric standpoint, but I think that one is what I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to that Eagles game. I think that's going to be a lot yeah. of fun, especially knowing those Philly fans on a Sunday night. That team's supposed to be pretty darn good. We're going to be coming off of a Carolina game the week before. We're probably going to be feeling Tua versus Hurts, the yes. guy that got benched for Tua, uh, you know, starting with a bigger contract first. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> exciting. Yeah, I think those those are the two games that I'm looking forward to the most, right? The two best teams in the league. Shocking. Uh, the game <laughs> that I think I'm not looking forward to, um, and this is also twofold. The Titans game, even though it's Monday Night Football, I don't care about the Ryan Tannehill. He's probably not even going to be on the roster at that point. He's <laughs> certainly not going to be starting um, unless somebody's got hurt or somebody's just not ready to go. But I'm 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 going to be so sick of hearing that. And you just know that's one of those things where T- Tannehill is going to come in and somehow figure out a way to beat us, right? But I think the Titans are not going to be very good this season. I think the Titans are going to be a low-level team. I think that's going to be a boring matchup on a Monday night. 
that I don't really want to watch. Uh, the other one is the Baltimore Ravens. I just because it feels like the, the the way the Colts were and the Titans were for so long, it seems like we play them every single season. Yes. I'm kind of sick of playing them. I mean, that last year was the most exciting game of the season, granted, but uh, at least a quarter, uh, quarter number four. I'm just sick of playing them. So I think I, that's the one I'm tired. Of. I'm tired of that matchup with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I'm sick of Baltimore too. It's like the, the same thing with the Patriots and Colts. Every year they play yeah. each other because they're both first place in their division. Yeah, um, yeah totally sick of Bronco, uh, the uh, Ravens. Sorry, uh, definitely agree with you there. Those are n- next on my list, probably with the the two that I'm just like, eh, like whatever. Because yeah. the Titans game is going to be either a blowout for us or Tannehill's going to just you know do something weird with his toe thumbs and like beat the shit out of us. And we're like. God damn it. Of course he did. You know, it's just like always that. So it'll be a game yeah, where like right he comes you. in as a wide receiver and then we're going to get hit over the head. He used to be a wide receiver. He used to be a wide receiver. Wait, gonna... Tannehill was a receiver in college. I, that's what the rumor is, man. I don't My know. My wife just said, babe, did you know Ryan Tannehill was a receiver in college? Yeah. No one knew that. Holy wow. shit. Wow. Well, don't tell the internet because they, they might remind you. Uh, all right. Last question here for the, for the, for the town of Perfectville visitation here, Chris. Uh, we've broken down the schedule, I think, admirably. I think we've done a lot of, of good here today, ladies and gentlemen. We've been doing it while drinking and singing. Uh, lots of nuggets that you didn't know until right now. But bottom line, end of the day, 17 games, five nationally televised, one international game, the first ever Black Friday game, four to five at home to end the season, eight games against playoff teams, Top five strength of schedule in terms of hardness, as well as third most miles traveled for the entire league. What is your prediction for the Miami Dolphins at the end of the regular season in 2023? 11 and six top wild card team. 11 and six wild card, which means the fifth seed in the AFC. That would be an improvement over last year. Absolutely. It's also historically relevant because the Miami Dolphins haven't won 12 games in a season since like 1990, if I'm not mistaken. So 11 and six is much more realistic than 12 and five, 11 and six top wild card. How far in the playoffs? They win that first game. We go to the AFC championship game. It's it's happening this year, man. I'm not being, no, I've never, I've never predicted that before. Maybe jokingly Super Bowl. I'm realistically believe this team can do that. All right. Well, there you go. He's got them at 11 and six, ladies and gentlemen. I'll take double digit wins. I'll take 11 and six. That would be an improvement over last year and uh, continue to prove, especially with this season and this schedule, that uh, Mike McDaniel is the real deal. And that also assumes that Tua Tungabailoa is, you know, hopefully he can end all the speculation at that point. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go one higher just because I, I I want to see that 12, that, that crooked number there, Chris. I'm going to go 12 and five. The Miami Dolphins beat one of if not both the Kansas City Chiefs and or the Philadelphia Eagles they somehow shock one of those Super Bowl teams that that's ultimately going to get them to 12 and 5 I think they're going to lose some games a little bit early and I think they're going to feast later on I know you said that looks like a juggernaut towards the end of the season I'm not scared of Dallas I'm not scared of the Jets Baltimore a little bit and then the Bills I think the Bills take a step back so I think this Titans through Bills end of season I don't think it's as scary as you think it is I think this is where they're actually come from behind in a way, like a good classic boxing uh, movie like Rocky. They're going to come from behind, beat up on some teams late, and take the championship. They're going 12 and 5 in my official prediction, Chris. 11 and 6 for you, 12 and 5 for me. I think we get to the playoffs and we lose in the first round, just like we always do. Hey, so for Mother's Day, Charlotte, what do you think we do? 17 games. What's our record going to be? 
12 and 5. That's what Sam five. said. All right. Happy Let's Mother's go. Day, Charlotte. Happy right, Mother's got, Day, Charlotte. Wow. I got my I got my daughter here. Uh, Chloe, how many games are the Miami Dolphins going to win this season? At, they have 17 games to play. 13, she says. 13 Ooh. and 4 from the 10-year-old. 13 and 4. You went 13 and 4. It was with a question mark, though. She's like, 13? <laughs> like, it was like a trick question or something. Yeah. But, yeah. 13. I, I, You know, look, she's optimistic, and I like it. Love it. All right. Y'all well, are. That's great. Chris, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? We have broken down and deconstructed <laughs> this schedule every which way but loose. Let me ask you this. One more question. If you were to take this schedule and flip it on its head, so we started with the Bills at home and ended with the Chargers on the road, and everything in between stayed the same, or meaning like you know, week two would be week 17. Like If you just reverse the schedule, would you feel differently? Would you look at this and say, based on when and how we're, and where we're playing teams, would you feel differently about your prediction? Um, maybe. I mean, then that means we'd be ending with Panthers, Giants, Bills, Broncos, Patriots, Chargers. So yeah, I definitely feel a lot better about finishing with those guys. It would also mean we have a bye week and then go to Germany and then come <laughs> back and play the Patriots at home. So I think it might change a few things. I think you're right. It would. If you flipped on its head, it absolutely would. But this is the schedule they made and schedule we're going to play. And I'm excited to see it, man. This is going to be this is gonna be a great season, really fun season. Yeah, I think so, too. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Rookie minicamp is happening. We're getting into the actual season here, ladies and gentlemen. But there it is, 11 and 6 for the doctor himself, 12 and 5 for Sam. And then, of course, uh, 13 and 4 for my daughter. And Charlotte agrees with me at 12 and 5. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here, Chris? Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day, indeed. Uh, on behalf of myself and Christopher Cullen, the entire Believe Network, presented by Bet Online. the only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfectville. Later! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.